How's it going, guys? I'm feeling great. Coming off spring break, ready to be here for another great episode. So hopefully you guys are having a good week so far. I know it's probably hard coming back off of such a long break and finding the motivation and getting up early because I really had missed sleeping in. So anyway, let's get right into it because it's mental health week and there's a lot going on. Um, I have a fun guest today, so we'll get started with sports. So first off, we have women's tennis, um, who played against CSUN um, on Thursday, and they won their match 4-3. to three. Way to go, women's tennis. Um, we also had men's tennis play against Riverside on Wednesday, and they also won 5-2. to two. So tennis is killing it. Um, and then we have softball. They had a tournament actually this past weekend um, in California. Um, their last game in the tournament was against Santa Clara. And they also won 8-5. to five. Let's go. You love to hear that the Aggies are winning. Um, and then we have women's basketball. Um, they played in the Mountain West tournament along with men's basketball down in Vegas. Also this past, well not weekend, but past week um and they won their first game which was last monday so eight days ago and then they lost in the quarterfinals to unlv 69 to 82 um so that's an unfortunate loss but unlv for the women's team ended up taking the entire tournament um unlv was ranked number one so um, I think that our Lady Aggies did pretty dang good and put up a good fight. Um, men's basketball also um, participated in the Mountain West tournament, also put up a very good fight. Um, Utah State went in as the number seven seed. Uh, their first game was against Air Force, which is the number 10 seed, and they won that game, which is awesome. Let's go. Um, and Barristow had like this monster dunk. I was actually at this game, which I'm normally not at the games to talk about them. So I'm glad that I was there to see this. Um, and I actually got to write a gamer on this one. So that's, that's really cool. That was a fun opportunity for me. Um, but anyway, it was a good game. The men played really, really good. And then the next day, which was Thursday, um, the men's basketball team played against Colorado State, which was ranked number two in the tournament, and that was a crazy game to watch. Um, it was I've never seen a game have the score be so close and the teams go back and forth, like, scoring points, like, the entire game. It was close the entire game. And unfortunately, due to a very, very controversial call at the very end on Bean, um, Utah State lost um, 51 to 53 in like the last 1.8 seconds of the game. Um, super, super devastating loss um, that sent the Aggies home from Vegas. But on the bright side, the Aggies did get selected to play in the NIT. So they have an NIT game tonight against Oregon at home. So that's um, a really cool thing to look forward to. So if you don't have anything to do tonight, go check out the game. 
Um, and then moving into events, it is, like I said um, before, it is Mental Health Week. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so yesterday they had Music and Food Festival, which I didn't go to, but that sounds really cool. Um, and if you missed that, don't worry, there's stuff going on the rest of the week. Tonight we have a drag show in the TSC Ballroom, and that's going to be from 6 to 7.30 p.m., um, and then on Thursday, they're um, having a succulent and paint night. That's also going to be in the TSC ballroom from 7 to 8. And then also on Thursday, before the succulent and paint night, they're having a therapy zoo, which I think is so cool. Um, I've never been to, like, one of those, but, I mean, that's that sounds like pretty good therapy, if you ask me. Um, that's going to be on the quad from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So you got two whole hours, man. That's that's some good mental health therapy. <laughs> um, there's a lot of other events going on, too, but that's what they have planned for the mental health week. It was also daylight savings over the weekend. Um, I don't I guess you wouldn't consider that an event, but. Um, I literally watched the clock turn from like 159 to three and I hated everything but I can look forward to fall when we'll gain an hour um some other things going on tonight there's a kayak roll session so that's going to be at the hyper pool from 7 p.m to 9 p.m outdoor programs is hosting that it's just a chance to kind of get in a kayak and learn you don't have to have your own they provide that um yeah and then Friday is admitted admitted students day so a lot of Uh, Maybe future Aggies are going to be showing up on campus. Um, A lot of organizations are going to be some doing going to be doing some recruiting stuff like that. I know that student media is so I'm excited for that. So if you see a lot of high school kids on campus on Friday, that's probably why. Um, And uh, I'm also going to point out that Chass Week is next week. So you guys can look forward to that. Um, I'm in Chass as a journalism student. So I'll be getting to help a lot with those activities, and that should be fun. Um, that is all for events. Lots to look forward to, and we'll go ahead and move into our statesman section. All right, so today, because it's Mental Health Week, and in the Statesman, we have a lot of Mental Health Week articles in there, which is so great. Um, I think it's a good thing that we have a week to kind of bring awareness to that, especially as students. I think that it's very relevant and important. So um, I brought on as a guest today, Emily White, and she is the Lifestyles Manager for the Statesman. So I work with her a lot. Um, she's awesome. Um, a lot of her writers did some mental health articles as well. And so I thought she would be a good guest. Um, Emily, if you want to just go ahead and, and introduce yourself. My name is Emily and I am dual majoring in English and journalism. And I'm a senior this year, which is crazy. And I've been working with the Statesman for three years. So that's kind of also really crazy. But yeah, that's me. Awesome. Yeah, sorry, I had some technical <laughs> difficulties there for a second getting <laughs> Emily's mic to work, but glad that's working now. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming on, Emily. Um, she really is awesome, and I'm sure she's going to have some great um, insights. And, of course, we're going to talk about mental health. Um, and I know that, Emily, I've seen you at the gym before. Like, I know <laughs> that um, both of us kind of try and prioritize mental health and do things um, to make time for ourselves. So, what are um, some ways that you have 
made mental health a priority in your life and has it been hard? Yeah, totally. Um, I think that um, mental health is super important and really overlooked. I think a lot of times we, you know, people are spreading awareness for mental health, but um, I think um, a lot of times it gets kind of stereotypical. So um, some of the things that I do is I really try to, like, listen to my body. I think that our bodies are super amazing and our brains are super amazing, and we always kind of know what we need. We have that intuition. Um, And so your body kind of tells you when you need to work out um, or when you need to kind of take a step back from your social life and be by yourself for a minute. Um, So it's really, for me, it's really about like listening to my body, to my brain, to my soul. (laughs) (laughs) To get super um, technical. Um, But yeah, a lot of times for me, I'm, I'm very introverted. Um, and right now I'm really lucky. I have a lot of really good friends, um, that like to hang out all the time. And for me, um, one of the biggest ways that I can help myself, um, mentally is by taking a step back sometimes. It's really hard with FOMO (laughs) and everything, but, um, a lot of times I kind of just feel super drained all the time and I'm like, oh, it's because I have a low social battery and I'm like running myself low all the time. So having a couple nights to myself is really beneficial for me. And like you said, like working out, going to the gym, really taking care of your body is super important. So yeah, I agree. And I'm glad that you kind of brought up like the social aspect and how literally like being social can totally be mentally draining, which you don't always think of and for me I know that for a lot of people because even like my roommate will talk about oh my gosh my social battery is dead I can't do this anymore and she'll just like go home and for me I I mean having good friends is a a great way to um like have good mental health too because if you have bad friends they can be ruining your mental health but even with good friends it can be draining um one thing for me I feel like time alone is always important Um, especially for me I'm definitely that type of person who wants to be alone most of the time actually (laughs) you do um yeah and so I for me making mental health a priority is actually socializing because I'm shy too when I first kind of meet people and Mm -hmm. don't really I'm not normally the first one to say hi to someone right so for me, keeping my mental health a priority is actually making a goal to socialize with someone like every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't always accomplish that, but I think that that social aspect can go both ways. And so I really yeah. liked that you brought that point up. Um, yeah. What are some signs that tell you personally that your mental health is kind of declining and just some signal or symptom that you're like, OK, I need to make time for myself or I need to do something to increase my mental health? Mm-hmm. If I'm tired all the time, that's a big one. Because I normally can wake up, like, on my own, kind of with the sun, so, like, oh. around 8. Um, and so if I, if, like, if I wake up and I don't want to be awake, <laughs> if I don't want to leave my bed, that's a, a sign. I also have some depressive tendencies. Um, so if I'm noticing that getting, like, worse, and worse, like I'm just sad all the time. That's also a, a big indicator for me. Um, food also plays a big role for me. Um, 
I've struggled with um, eating disorders and stuff like that. And so if I'm starting to feel like food is taking over my life in a way um, that I don't feel comfortable with, that's also a big red flag. Um, it's really hard to pay because these are like small things, um, like really small things that are really hard to notice. But those are some of the indicators for me. Or if I don't want to go to the gym, that's also one. <laughs> if I'm like, like consistently, like it's okay if you don't want to go to the gym, um, like once every week. But if it's every single time, that's yeah. that's a big red flag too. Yeah, and. I like I pointed out too that like it is small things mm-hmm. and it can be hard to notice because those small things could happen at any point. Like maybe one day you really just like are tired and mm-hmm. uh, maybe like different things like that. Or maybe you really just don't feel like going to the gym that day <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so, I mean, I really like that. For me, um, I feel like there's been points – I. <laughs> Well, this is going to be kind of hard to explain, I think, actually. About <laughs> it. But um, there's been times I've never really considered myself a person who struggles with mental health, which is why I definitely didn't want to be the only one talking about mental health <laughs> on this show because I don't feel like I'm the best person to talk about it. Um, but looking back at some points in my life, I'm like, holy cow, maybe I was struggling with mental health a little mm, bit. Totally. And I just didn't want to admit that or didn't want to act like I was trying to get attention or um, things like that. And so I think sometimes we do have those symptoms and can struggle, but we don't realize it or don't want to accept that. Um, And so I think it's also an important thing to kind of know ourselves and know our limits and our boundaries and what we can do to increase our mental health. And so What are some ways that when you're feeling those things and you feel your mental health kind of declining, what are some things that you do for self-care to remedy that? Totally. Um, I have a couple of things. So sometimes, this is so dorky. This is so dorky, but I think it's really important. So I, right now, I don't have a therapist. I don't go to therapy, um, which is totally fine. Um... But sometimes you hit, like, little breaking points. And I think everyone can relate to this. Like, sometimes you're something terrible happens and you're just really angry. Or sometimes something terrible happens and you're really sad. Like, sometimes your emotions just, like, need to boil over. But a lot of times, if I'm by myself a lot, um, or I have this thing that, like, I don't want to tell my friends every little detail of things that I'm going through because I don't want to be a burden to them because I unfortunately I have had people in my life where they tell me every detail and it is a burden because I'm always worried about them and stuff like that so I do have to be aware of those things I don't want to be too needy so one of the ways that I handle that is um, a lot of times I like go in my car and I'm like driving somewhere and I just turn on my voice memos. So no one ever listened to my voice memos ever. Never do that. Because um, I never delete them. Um, and I basically just have a breakdown by myself. <laughs> and I, like, talk to myself and, like, get every single terrible thing out of my system. So I just, like, sometimes I'm, like, screaming in my car. <laughs> but it's really helpful because it's like therapy. Um, 
except for no one is talking back at you. So it's just a really good way for me to like get everything I need to get out. And sometimes I really have a hard time crying too. So sometimes it helps me cry, which is really beneficial. Like it just provides that release that I need. Um, so I don't do that too often because I don't have those like emotional breaking points too often. But if you feel like you're having one of those moments, that's a really good remedy. I also, kind of like we said before, like taking time for yourself and like really like sitting in the feelings that you're feeling is really important because right now we live in a time of like immense distraction, right? So like my reaction when I'm feeling something that might be a little bit scary for me is to go on TikTok or like distract myself with my friends or like go to a party whatever you know instead of being like no I'm gonna sit in this feeling and like when I come out on the other side I'll realize that I'm strong enough to get through whatever emotion so I don't need to live in distraction you know like I don't need to live in a state of distraction I can live like in the present no matter what I'm feeling like I can live in the present when I'm happy I can live in the present when I'm sad So having that balance and, like, that just helps me to, like, grow and realize, like, okay, like, I can really kind of do anything and, like, build my confidence up. Because a lot of times that's, like, a big thing around my mental health is just insecurity. So the more I build my confidence, the better I feel. Yeah. I like that. I think that you say this so well, too. It's like you're a journalist or something. <laughs> it's um, like it's my job. <laughs> um, yeah, I I would definitely agree with that stuff. Um, for me, it's kind of just taking a break. Um, a lot of my, I don't know, when I feel like I'm going to break down, um, a lot of it comes from school and work and everything just piling on, and I try and put too much on myself in one day to get done. And so just, like, putting my phone away and literally just sitting on the couch looking out the window or something just to, like, breathe. Just, like, five minutes even just to, like, okay, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Totally. Um, I think it's very beneficial. And practicing that, like, self-compassion, too, is so important. Like, I'm such a perfectionist. I know you kind of are, too. So, like, I a lot of times have to, like, talk to myself in my brain and be like, Emily, if you don't get this done you're still going to survive. <laughs> like, you're still going to graduate. You're going to be true. fine. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I remember like in high school and stuff or like even junior high, um, sometimes mental health was not taken seriously. Totally. Like people would like have breakdowns and stuff, but then it was kind of like, oh, you're looking for attention. Like that's kind of like the stereotype that mm-hmm. was kind of behind mental health. I feel like now – as like I've gotten older, I feel like as a society, we've kind of like, I mean, like we have like mental health week right now. Like we've kind of frick. What's the word? Why can I not even think of like understood it maybe a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Or like when Simone Biles like was in the Olympics yeah. and she took a break for mental health, and like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people supported her in that decision rather than tearing her down further. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we've made progress. But do you think that? mental health should still be taken more seriously. Yeah, I think this is kind of unfortunate, but I think with the rise of awareness for um, 
you know, like mental disorders, um, eating disorders, things like that, um, that we see a lot with celebrities. I think the general population tends to exaggerate feelings and emotions and diagnose themselves, which is really harmful. Um, I really wish that more people would actually go to a psychiatrist and talk to them about the problems that they're having so they can find out like, oh, I'm just depressed because this terrible thing happened in my life and it's very situational. Um, Or if they are actually like clinically depressed and what they can do. I also, because I'm not very public about the things that I struggle with. um, And that's partially why is because I'm like, my experience is not everyone's. Like, who am I to to be like, this is how you know that you have an eating disorder. This is how you know that you have a mood disorder. Like, you know, like I I'm not an authority on it. Um, So I just kind of let authorities speak on it. I can't even remember what the question was. (laughs) No, you're fine. Do you think mental health should be taken more seriously? Yeah. Okay. I I remember where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that it needs to be taken seriously, but in a different way. Like I think um, instead of going to social media or the Internet to find out about mental health stuff, you need to go to the experts, which is why um, the articles in the Statesman are very helpful because we go to people who know things. We're not, like, going to the internet and finding, like, BuzzFeed articles right. <laughs> about stuff. Not that, like, those are inherently bad, um, but I just think if we really want to take control and if we're really struggling with something, go to doctors. Like, go to people who studied this kind of thing for four years, you know? Like, go to people who know things and... um aren't just basing all of their advice on their personal experience because um, it's kind of like grief. Like everyone deals with grief differently. So everyone deals with um, mental disorders differently. Um, So it's really important to go to people who are informed um, and really understand how the brain works um, to help you the best. So I think in that sense, for sure, we need to take it more seriously. Yeah, I agree. And that's the case with anything, right? Go to the right source Mm -hmm. and your friends don't know everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then this will be just kind of the final question to wrap up. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people do struggle with mental health. And like you said, like you don't like to make that public. Like no one really, I feel like, enjoys making that public. So how can we help others? What can we do to help them? If they're struggling and might not even show it or maybe they do like confide in you like how what can we do to help? Yeah, totally. Um, One of the biggest things I think that we need to fix in in our society (laughs) um, is inclusivity. Um, I think everybody knows what it feels like to be in a room, to be in a car, to be with people and to not feel welcome or to have people invite each other to something and you're not invited. Like just the other day, (laughs) just yesterday, I was in the car with my friends 
and they made plans without me and I was in the car. Um, and it's, that's kind of the thing that, um, kind of is triggering for people. Cause at the end of the day, everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be included. Um, and when you're not included, um, it can make you feel like you're not good enough for people, um, and whatever. And of course, like nobody's perfect. Like I have definitely not included people at times. Um, and it's really unfortunate, but I think if we really are paying attention to people around us, like the people who don't have friends, the people who are lonely, the people who maybe are a little bit weird. Um, I think a lot of suicides could be prevented if people, if the peers around the person were just a little bit more inclusive, just a little bit more kind. You know what I mean? Like, I think we can get so focused on our own, our own thing. Um, and like having fun and whatever that we don't pay attention to the the quiet people you know like and I think checking up on your friends is really important too like if your friend is like leaving parties early like not super talkative like kind of something seems off like shoot them a text give them a call like go take them out somewhere you know, and like just make sure that everyone's okay because a lot of times, like the people you you never know who is struggling and who is doing fine. You know what I mean? So That's like, true. pay attention to the people around you. Like, really, really try to be as inclusive as you can, particularly when people are together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like let's let's stop. <laughs> let's not. Um, be in the same room as someone and not invite them to something like even if it's like your roommate's friend you know your your friend's roommate you know what I mean like sometimes like they're just on the couch watching a movie and you guys like make plans and you go out to dinner like how hard is it to invite them is it gonna ruin your night you know what I mean like and I just think those like we talk so much about being kind but I think that's the kindest thing you can do and a lot of times that will give you a greater social circle and maybe that person is just what you need, you know? So like, I don't know. I just think we, we all could be more inclusive. Yep. Bottom line, be a good human. Yeah. Be a kind <laughs> human. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes kind of going back actually a little bit to what society and like how I think we've progressed as a society, like bringing awareness to mental health. But along with that, I think it promotes awareness for our own mental health, which is great. We do need to focus on our own mental health. But then sometimes it's like, okay, I need to focus on my own mental health. And then we forget we're not the only people who struggle with that. Totally. There's people around us. And sometimes serving others and being kind to others can improve your own mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, like, the highest I've ever felt has been just from other people being kind to me. Um, and literally, if you've said cute shoes to me five times before, the sixth time feels just as good. Like, <laughs> I still will appreciate that. No, totally. I think I, I agree with you. I think um, we live like we tend to think about ourselves first. And while that isn't inherently bad, 
a lot of times we kind of get tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe I wouldn't feel as sad if I was paying attention to how other people around me are feeling rather than how I am feeling. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, And I think that's a great spot to wrap up on. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. um, Be aware of others. Make sure you take care of yourself. And thank you so much, Emily, for coming on the show. You had some great insights, and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. I was so flattered when you asked me. I was so excited to be on J.C. Caldwell's radio show. (laughs) Look at this. Emily's being a good, kind human already. Um, okay, so moving on um, into our next little part, I actually had our sports manager, Jacob Nelson, kind of talk about his take on kind of the Mountain West tournament that I talked about earlier with men's basketball. He actually talks a little bit about women's basketball, too. He goes a little bit more in-depth with the games, um, talks about the NIT, and just kind of his perspective on things. So I'll let you guys listen to that before we wrap up the show. Last week was the uh, Mountain West Basketball Tournament for men's and women's basketball at Utah State. And both teams won their first round game and they lost in the quarterfinals. Let's chat a little bit about what went down. First off, on Sunday last week, Utah State women's, they defeated Fresno. They were down 16 in the fourth quarter, came back and won. And then, unfortunately, they ran into UNLV in the uh, quarterfinals and UNLV ended up winning the entire tournament. They were within six in the fourth quarter, so it was a competitive game, but they couldn't quite gut it out. So still great improvement for the Aggie ladies from a year ago. And, yeah, just good stuff from them overall, but disappointing to go out in the quarterfinals. Then the the men's team, they roll in Wednesday, and they look great against Air Force. It's easy to look great against Air Force because they're not very good. But um, Sean Bear still had this dunk that just erupted the arena. It was was just incredible in transition. And just the way they were moving the ball and stuff, it kind of made you think, oh, man, like maybe they'll have a little bit of offense tomorrow against Colorado State. So then they played Thursday against Colorado State, and they're the Colorado State's second seed. They're nationally ranked, right? It was a dogfight. It was one of the toughest games of the season. It was one of those games where just like each possession in the half court just like matters so, so much. And just defensively, it was hard to get open shots. The Aggies struggled. They, they went 1 of 15 from beyond the arc. Colorado State went 3 of 18 from beyond the arc. So it wasn't a great shooting night. The Aggies, they had their chances. And uh, they led in the second half. And they had moments. And then it really what, what happened is Colorado State just made a couple more big shots than the Aggies. Still, it was 51-49 with 17 seconds left. Colorado State had the ball. The shot clock was about to expire. If the Aggies got one more final defensive stop, they could go and get it back. Steven Ashworth gets a steal, and he takes off the other end, right? Dishes it to Bean. Justin Bean out in the front court. He splits his two defenders and goes up for a shot, and they they call a charge. They call a charge on Justin Bean because Isaiah Stevens slid over and got the charge. And objectively, it was a terrible call. And that Wally Zubiak on CBS Sports Network, he talked about how bad of a call it was because Isaiah Stevens was not set. He came out of nowhere and extremely unfortunate. Colorado State ended up missing a free throw on the other end. So Justin Bean was able to get to the line and tie the game with free throws. But then Colorado State won with the Chandler Jacobs layup. The kid hadn't made a shot the entire game. Then he hits one to knock Utah State out of the tournament. So reality is, Utah State loses in the quarterfinals. That's their earliest exit 
from the Mountain West Tournament since 2017. But there's some consolation, and that is we found out last night that the Aggies men's basketball will be playing in the NIT. And not only will they be playing in the NIT, but they will be hosting in the NIT. They will be hosting Oregon today, March the 15th, in the Spectrum. So it's a big game. There's still tickets for students. It's free. They were able to, there was a big donor came in and helped the students uh, get free tickets for, for this game as well, because originally that wouldn't have been the case since it's not a regular season game. So NIT against the Ducks, big matchup. Oregon, they, they're a really good team. They went to the Sweet 16 last year and they swept UCLA, who is a four seed in the tournament, right? So they're kind of like the Aggies, just kind of up and down, you know, and so it'll be a great matchup. But it just it goes to show that the NIT committee in the country, they recognize that Utah State, even though they finished with a losing record in conference and they were only the seventh place finisher in the conference, but they had some big non-conference wins against New Mexico State and Oklahoma. They beat San Diego State. And they also took into account the metrics, love the Aggies because they've lost a lot of games, but a lot of them have been very close against close teams. And so they're giving them one more shot to, to make a run here and try to redeem what's been, some would say, a disappointing season with the talented roster. So big game tomorrow, today, excuse me. Ducks, Aggies be there. And then, yeah, so that's kind of that's the wrap on uh, basketball for March. Um, so that was Jacob Nelson, our sports manager. He is just so fun to talk to about sports. I love getting to do like these pre-interviews with him. I think I've done it once before on my show. And he's just so knowledgeable about sports and just loves it, has such a passion for it. So he went on that, like, that was four minute. He talked that straight four minutes, first take, um, didn't, like, screw up like it was it was nuts to just hear him just go off and just keep talking. And anyway, so hopefully you got a little bit of insight into the tournament and what to look forward to for the Aggies. Um, I'm going to go ahead and skip Logan news today. Um, there's not a whole lot of big things going on um, right now anyway, and we're running out of time. So I'll just go ahead and move into headliners. <laughs> All right, so I just have one today to kind of wrap up the show, but um, this one's kind of interesting because I flew on, like, four planes um, this past spring break, so this one was kind of interesting for me to think about, Um, and the headline is, quote, an Air Asia flight was diverted after passengers spotted a snake on their plane, end quote. So first, I'm like, how the heck did a snake get on the plane? And second, I was like, that is so dangerous if the snake is just like slithering around like into different people's seats. And um, but actually, it wasn't like slithering around like on the plane. It was actually like stuck in one of the like overhead lights. Like you could look in the light and see it like slithering, which oh, that like gives me goosebumps. And I read this before I'd gotten on a plane to come home um from Hawaii and so I'm like looking at the lights in the plane like looking for a snake didn't see one on my flight but uh, they actually had to emergency land the plane when they found this snake um apparently it was like a dangerous issue and they didn't want anyone to get like infected or anything like that so they had to do like an emergency landing had to load everyone off the plane um, get figure out a way to get the snake out, disinfect it, and then get everyone back on. So kind of a nuts thing. I I mean, 
when I like read the article and I was like, they did an emergency landing. Like it's not slithering around. It's just in the light. Like you can make it. But apparently it could have been really dangerous and harmful for the passengers. So everyone turned out safe and okay and everything was fine. But again, not something that you hear every day. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and end the show. Thank you guys so much for listening to Between the Lines with me, JC Caldwell. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Um, we're kind of wrapping up the end of the year, which kind of makes me sad. I've loved being able to do this show every week. But thank you guys for listening and have a great week after spring break. (laughs) 